Welcome to an Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive, where we take a closer look at news that impacts you. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. All right. Welcome to the second episode of the AgCast Deep Dive series. We've developed this series as a way to break away from the ag news headlines and take a closer look at a topic that matters to our members. As always, this show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm the host of today's episode, John McMinn, and I'm glad to welcome my colleague, Brandy Carroll, to the show. Brandy, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here, yeah. John. Thanks uh, for having me. Happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Brandy wrote a little bit about the Farm Bill, so we're going to have her here today to talk a little bit more and, and uh, uh, no pun intended, deep dive uh, into what the Farm Bill is. Brandy, can you give us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do here at Farm Bureau? Sure. Um, my name is Brandy Carroll. I'm in the Commodity and Regulatory Affairs Department. I've uh, been here for almost 26 years. Yeah. Cur- currently work with the rice and cotton divisions and uh, am the director of market information. So all of the you know market comments and things that uh, we distribute, like text messages and all the market information on yeah. the website, I work on that. Yeah. Where where does it, you know, do you do something on the feed too? Or uh, where does um, that market information come come out? So on? we have a market page on um, on the website yeah. where you can see prices. They're delayed, but they are current current um, futures prices. A lot of weather information, um, some commentary there from bar yeah. charts. Uh, we provide our own in house commentary on the back mm-hmm. of the press every week, um, and that is also yeah. published on the website. And we also have a text service, so folks can cool. get um, text updates a few times a day on what the prices are. Awesome! Awesome. Well, uh, let's kind of dive into what the Farm Bill is uh, mm-hmm. and a little bit more about the paper you wrote. So let's just start with giving some basic information on the history of the Farm Bill and its its purpose, more or less. Sure. So the first Farm Bill was passed um, as part of President Roosevelt's New Deal. Um, that's the Agriculture Adjustment Act of 1933. So <laughs> it was a while back, wasn't it? It was a while back. We've um, uh, had some sort of farm legislation. It has evolved to become, you know, the most influential piece of legislation yeah. uh, affecting agriculture and ag-related industries. Um Typically, we have farm bills about every five years, okay. although we have had several extensions yeah, and, and yeah. things over the years, especially in recent uh, recent history. Uh, but, um, you know, we continue uh, to evolve those programs. And, you know, the every five years does allow Congress to really react to the changing mm-hmm. um, changing situation in the world, you know, particularly as it pertains to our farmers and ranchers um, gives us a chance to update that yeah. um, and make it more modern and, um, you know, react to current conditions. Anything longer would just almost be out of date past that point, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that is, um, I think that's the theory behind that. You know, it sometimes it seems frustrating when it feels like we've just got one done and yeah. we, we're starting a new one, uh, but it does allow us to be a little more reactive um, and keep things up to date. Okay. Uh, next question. Mm-hmm. All right, so why is the Farm Bill so important to agriculture, and what impacts does it have directly on our producers? Okay, well, I, you know, I kind of want to take that a little broader even and okay. start with the fact that um, why is it important, period, and it's, yeah. you know, it's vital to the security of the United States that agriculture continue to thrive, um, that we be food secure, Absolutely. that we produce our own food and be able to feed our citizens, Um so, you know, farmers do operate in an ever-changing environment subject to risk, not just from the weather, mm-hmm. but also rising input costs, fluctuating commodity prices, 
you know, there's a famous quote from President Kennedy, and he said, the farmer's the only man in our economy who buys everything at retail, sells everything at wholesale, and pays the freight both ways. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> nail it. Head. So. It's like an industry like no other, you know, that you won't find a comparison either anywhere else. You, re- you really don't. So, you know, first and foremost, uh, the Farm Bill is important to farmers because it provides a safety net. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, commodity programs like the marketing loan, agriculture risk coverage, and price loss coverage, the dairy margin coverage program, they provide a price floor for producers to protect against market downturns. Uh, the federal crop insurance program allows uh, farmers to purchase insurance against adverse weather events um, at more reasonable um, prices uh, for those uh, for the premiums. Yeah. Um, they and. Programs like that provide stability for farmers as they try to, you know, weather all the changes from mm-hmm. year to year. Um, and they also provide stability, uh, you know, for farmers to obtain credit and those kinds yeah. of things um, and help sort of even out all the bumps in the road along the way. Uh, conservation programs provide assistance to landowners who are implementing sustainability initiatives on their land, both working land and marginal land that probably needs to come out of production. Yeah. Um, but you know, land is an investment. So, um, the, you know, these programs help, um, take that land out of production without, um, hurting farmers bottom line. Yeah. Uh, trade programs assist commodity organizations to promote our U S products around the world, which is important. We do produce more than we consume in a lot of areas. (laughs) And so we need to be able to export that and sell those products. Um, so the farm bill helps us do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are programs specific to forestry, to livestock, bio-based energy. Um, you know, another important part is agriculture research. And yep. in, in Arkansas, we will be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Dale Bumpers Rice Research Center in Stuttgart. Really? Uh, this My hometown. Year. That's right, your hometown. <laughs> and, um, you know, that is funded. Uh, it was a big deal um, when we were able to get um, a USDA rice research yeah. center in Arkansas. Arkansas is the largest producer of rice. Um, but all the research had been done in Texas, and yeah. so um, that was a big deal. Um, but ARS, Ag Research Service, is funded through the Farm Bill. Okay. And so, you know, that's one thing that we have here in Arkansas. And what's the year anniversary again? How 20, many years? 25 years. 25. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I don't remember not having that Rice Research Center in Stuttgart. You know, it's uh, it's been a staple there in our community. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's right. And it's next door to the University of Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, Division of Ag to the, their Rice Research Center. So there's a lot of cooperative research that's able to go on. And it's it's been a real benefit yeah. to the state. Cool. Uh, I think it's interesting that production and agriculture isn't the largest part portion of the farm bill spending. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, that aren't, whether you are involved in agriculture or, not, or agriculture or not. So can you explain how most of that budget is allocated if it's not in that production agriculture? Sure. There are a total of 12 titles in the Farm Bill. And, you know, most of those titles are focused on um, production ag and rural development um, and things that do directly impact farmers. Um, However, um, almost 83 percent of all Farm Bill spending uh, is focused on the nutrition title. And that is those are feeding programs like SNAP and, and WIC um, that are um, that provide food to low-income uh, families in the United States. Um, it is true that originally Farm Bill's focused only on uh, 
only on ag, but that scope has broadened, um, you know, through certain commodity buying programs mm-hmm. and different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the current CBO, the Congressional Budget Office uh, projections show that over 10 years, 83% of farm bill spending will be through nutrition programs. Uh, that's just crazy. You know, you say farm mm-hmm. bill, you think of agriculture, you know, and direct right. agriculture. So uh, that's just, again, another comment. Right. And I mean, over the years, there's been a lot of debate about whether or not we, it's good to keep those programs combined. Yeah. Um, currently, Farm Bill Farm Bureau policy does support a unified farm bill, yeah. um, and I think the logic there is that um, you know we have a lot of urban legislators who might not understand the importance of a farm bill, but mm-hmm. they certainly do understand the importance of those nutrition programs for yeah. their constituents. And so maintaining a comprehensive bill does help um, get that support where we might not have it. Yeah. So Well, you know, food is agriculture. Without it, we wouldn't have it. You that, know? Well, so, that's right. I mean, they are connected. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, you kind of alluded at it just a second ago, but in regards to Farm Bureau policy, mm-hmm. where do we stand on the Farm Bill? And, like, how do we direct our efforts going forward into this Farm Bill? So... Anybody who's seen a Farm Bureau policy book knows that we have page <laughs> after page after page of statements on Farm Bill programs. It's not a pocketbook anymore. It is not. Um, but, you know, with legislation this all-encompassing and so many programs uh, in a Farm Bill, you know, there's there's just a lot of policy that's very granular. Yeah. Because so many of these programs, they look good on paper, but when we start to implement them, when farmers start to use them, you know, there are lots of little issues. Things maybe didn't work exactly yeah. the same. And, you know, we have a lot of ideas about how to tweak things and make things better. Uh, and so, you know, our policy book contains a lot of those kinds of things. Way too many to talk about on a on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would sit through that. Um, <laughs> but it's I do think it's important for us to have those policies, though, yeah. because... Um, as things, as regulations are written, you know, as these programs are implemented, you know, we can, you know, we can deep dive further in and, you know, help USDA, help Congress make those programs more yeah. effective. From a bigger picture, though, um, you know, Farm Bureau, probably the biggest picture, mm-hmm. um, our policy changed this year to support an increase in baseline funding yeah. for the Farm Bill. Um, we mentioned the Congressional, Congressional Budget Office earlier. Um, they project spending for a farm bill on a 10-year basis, okay, even yeah. though it's a five-year bill. So mm-hmm. it's a little confusing to me. But, um, but And it's based on the current bill. And so, But that baseline funding is considered the benchmark by which we measure um, a farm. Any, any changes are measured based upon that benchmark. And okay. so um, in recent years, we've just had budget-neutral bills, which means that we have not increased anything above the baseline spending. Mm-hmm. Every all the changes had to be encompassed in that baseline. Um, but you know, since the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, Congress has had to supplement Farm Bill payments at historic levels. Um, yeah. Actually, between 2018-2021, ad hoc assistance payments comprised almost 70 percent of all direct payments to farmers. Wow. Now, I mean, obviously, we've had some. Extenuating circumstances we've had in some there. Situations we've never dealt with before. Right, the COVID nineteen <laughs> pandemic, of course, is a is a big part of that, uh, and probably skews that to some degree. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had market facilitation programs, but um, you know, also though, just last year, well, 
yeah, at the end of last year, um, Congress had to, uh, they approved a rice production program, yeah. which is an additional $250 million mm-hmm. uh, to support rice farms. Cong- uh, Senator Bozeman uh, helped get that passed, yeah. but, um, you know, that was in reaction to um, skyrocketing input prices that made it very difficult for rice farms to be profitable. Yeah. And the current reference prices um, that are in the bill don't, are no longer adequately reflect the cost of production. And so, um, and despite the fact that rice prices were higher than the reference price and no PLC payment would be available to farmers, um, many rice farmers were still going to wind up in the red. And so, um, you know, that just uh, illustrates the fact that um, these reference prices that are currently in the bill were set, really were mostly set in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, and then continuing in the 18 bill yeah. and, you know, cost of production has um, changed significantly in the last decade. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are sort of the big picture things that we're really looking at um, in terms of advocating for a farm bill at this point. Well, cost of production was going up before COVID and yes. it skyrocketed after. So and yes. those rice producer, producers were one of the most impacted group of farmers out there. They were. Um Fuel, of course, uh, prices have increased, but also, but fertilizer was the big driving force. Um, and, you know, it increased for a lot of different reasons. Um, decreased production because of COVID, the war in Ukraine. You know, there are a yeah. lot of reasons why um, fertilizer prices have gone up, but they have not really, they've come back down a little, but not yeah. nearly enough. And so, um, you know, rice farmers have struggled. And so, you know, creating um, a farm bill that is more, you um, there, that is more reactive, I think. There is an escalator clause in the 18 bill that was not in the 14 bill okay. that allows reference prices to increase yeah. based upon a five-year Olympic average. Um, but even that um, is, but that's just on, it just looks at prices. It doesn't look at, um, you know, cost of production okay. or anything yeah. like that. So that's a big thing right now. Right. Well, yeah. uh, as far as the farm bill goes and your ag advisor that you put out, is there anything else you want to add that I hadn't asked here today? Not much that I can think of, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's just that, uh, you know, it remains an important priority yeah. for Farm Bureau um, and the ag community. Uh, we don't, it, this current bill expires uh, on September 30th at the end of the federal fiscal year. Yeah. So we look forward to continuing to work on this issue with our congressional uh, delegation mm-hmm. and hope that we can um, create a new bill that is. Uh, beneficial to our farmers and does provide that safety net that everybody's looking for. Absolutely. I agree 100%. (laughs) So, uh, you know, before we wrap up, every time we do some of these interviews, we have a a quote-unquote fun question at the end. Uh, So you grew up on a farm, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I did. Outside of Wiener, Arkansas, in eastern Arkansas. Yes. So what's a a fond memory that stands stands out growing up on the farm and being from that area, living that life? Well, sure. Um, yeah, I grew up on a rice and soybean farm in uh, in Boinsett County. Uh, we have some farmland in Jackson and Cross, too. Um, you know, Daddy, um, well, I have one sister, so Mom and Daddy didn't yeah. have any sons. So, um, you know, all all four of us worked together mm-hmm. out on the farm a lot. Um, uh, we uh, probably one of the best things, uh, they invested in some new land in Cross County, uh, that had not been cared for very well. Yeah. And so in order to clean that up, we water seeded oh, yeah. that farm mm. for a few years. And um, everybody sort of had their own role. Um, uh, 
he built, my dad built um, a thing called a groover. Okay. It was like a roller, but it had, it made grooves yeah. so that the rice seed, once oh, you yeah. flew it on, would settle. Mm-hmm. And so mom, that was my mom's job. She was the groover. Judy was <laughs> she grooving. <ran> the groover. <laughs> Judy was grooving. Judy was always grooving. And uh, Jennifer and I, you know, flagged and, um, oh, yeah. You know, all those things. But, um, and, but the farm at the time uh, was in the, um, extension verification program okay and yeah. so dr slayton dr nathan slayton was on the farm a lot um and we uh i mean not really me but yeah. daddy and uh dr slayton worked on like all of the university um recommendations for water seeding that's awesome so a lot of that happened on the farm and um that was a fun that was a fun thing to do yeah i yeah. bet so mm-hmm. uh well. I mean, a lot of mosquitoes involved in that <laughs> oh, but, um, <laughs> that, that that's mm-hmm. life in the eastern part or the, in the delta right. let's put it that way right yeah but um, so. that, that was always a fun that was a fun job. So, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to thank you. We're going to wrap up here, but thank you for coming on and sitting on the mm-hmm. podcast and talking about your paper with us. Uh, and uh, as always, if anybody out there wants to uh, look at that or read that paper, you can find it on ARFB.com under Ag Insider. But Brandy, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be here. Well, that wraps up the, uh, the, the this special edition of the Arkansas AgCast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this deep dive episode. We'll continue bringing on guests to take a closer look at topics important to our members. Remember, you can catch new weekly episodes of the Arkansas AgCast every Thursday afternoon, find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube, listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next time.